You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. John Tabor doing a fabulous job back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. We continue to look forward to the Super Bowl, breaking it down for you, and, of course, keeping close tabs on one of our favorites, ULM Hall of Famer Doug Peterson. Now joining us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline, another Hall of Famer, Tag Rome from ULM. What up, bud? How you doing this morning? Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Fantastic. I, I wanted to have you on for uh, several different reasons. I'm glad you joined us on this uh, Friday morning. First of all, uh, your relationship with Doug and how this has all come about and how you've watched his career kind of just ascend from the likes of Calvary all the way up to playing for a Super Bowl. What is it like, first of all, as a friend to watch Doug have this kind of opportunity? Well, it's exciting to see. I mean, any any guy that's in athletics or coaching or has played uh, – uh, to, to what a dream come true to be uh, facing uh, the challenge of playing in the in the Super Bowl this year. I mean, it's just an awesome uh, accomplishment and to to see it firsthand with somebody that you you watch come in as a young freshman at, at uh, Northeast then now ULM in 1980, uh, 1987 when Pat Collins recruited him. Uh, a lot has transpired since then, but what a ride! And I'm just happy for his family. And anytime you see someone local that's been in your uh, systems and played in, you know, at uh, college and you had a chance to coach him. You knew him as a friend. And then you uh, see him come to this point. It's, it's pretty, pretty amazing for, you know, children, wives, extended family. What a, what a, what a ride. Tag, of course, after your, uh, your professional career ended, you were an assistant coach on that staff back at NLU in the, the late 80s. And you mentioned, of course, Doug Peterson coming in. What do you remember about the first days of Peterson as a quarterback at Northeast? Well, like any other young freshman coming in, you know, he was wide-eyed. and, and uh, But he was very uh, – uh, he had a great work ethic. You know, he was always a student of the game. You know, it's easy to say that now looking back, you know, him being in coaching now and managing a professional football team. But he was always very cerebral about things and, uh, you know, took care of his business, did everything he could to learn and become a better player. And, you know, it was really kind of ironic how that went down. His father, uh, Mr. Gordy Peterson, the late Mr. Gordy Peterson, came in on a job in Monroe, and it just he kind of seeked northeast out at that time. And, of course, when Coach Collins got the film on him, looking at him at high school, he said, oh, yeah, we'll take him. Uh, we'd love to have him. So it was really kind of ironic how those paths crossed, and he ended up in Monroe. Uh, it was based off of his dad, you know, his dad's uh, position at work. But he came in there on that 80, you know, his freshman year was that 87 national title. And then I left for a year and came back. And his final two years, I was there with Dave Roberts. Uh, that would have been 89 and 90. And, of course, 90, he won the Southland Conference. But he was just a, a very, uh, he was just a student of the game at that time. From a guy that spent time in the league, did you foresee Peterson having a long career in the National Football League? Well, Doug was a, he had all the, you know, everything that you look for on the grid, big, strong-armed, uh, you know, a very, uh, uh, you know, a smart player and, uh, you know, took care of his business and you knew that he could handle the professional 
uh, the professional scene. It's just a lot of that is timing, and you look back on that and the places that he went. God, dog, he was backing up Brett Favre and Dan Marino. Uh, so, you know, with the timing of that, uh, it happened obviously for a reason because he was able to sit in that league under these with these great coaches and under under these great quarterbacks, and he just learned and grew. And what a what a resume of ten years as a backup for the most part under those players. And you know, ta-da! Now you're a coach in the Super Bowl. So obviously there was some reason behind all of that, you know. But uh, any other guy with his credentials, probably he'd gone to another team. He could have been the starter for six or seven years. That's just the timing of the NFL. Tag, uh, Doug's uh, playing career ends with after the Packers in 2004. At that point, did you start having discussions or hearing from him on what he wanted to do next with his life? Yeah, we had, you know, we had talked about it. And, and of course, coaching was always at the forefront. And, uh, you know, at that time, I was in business over in Freeport and Bossier. I had left you know, a decade earlier, I'd left Northeast and, and got into private business, and we had established a, uh, a small academy over there, Calvary Baptist uh, Academy, and we had kind of got that going on the athletic side and started the football program, and we were there a year, and, uh, of course, we uh, were, were looking to get some, some permanency there with a coach. And, uh, you know, at that point in time, the timing of Doug retiring, uh, we began having the conversations that, Doug, if this is something you really want to do, we're going to have an opening here and, uh, you know, be a great place to start because we've got some good athletes and I think we've got some uh, serious support here. And, uh, you know, that's how it transpired. You know, I, I explained it to the selection committee. And, of course, a lot of them, Doug wasn't a household name at that time. They were like, now who? And I said, this guy's me. Yeah, I promise you, <laughs> this guy's the deal. <laughs> and so we got him in there. And, of course, it was, it was all – history once he got in was able to speak to people and and lay out his plan and he came there and that's how it all transpired you know it was that it was kind of crazy how it went down like and you know you go for a decade from calvary baptist academy a little single a double a uh, high school to coaching philadelphia eagles in the super bowl that's a pretty good story <laughs> you really caught lightning uh, lightning in a bottle there with him at, at calvary but did he have like one stipulation like if andy reed called he would certainly have to pick up the phone well I don't think uh, we. I don't think anybody put that in writing. I don't think that was. Uh, I think it was probably understood. But at that time, really, he was looking to settle with his family and and uh, you know enjoy a coaching career wherever it may go. But you know, you knew that with that relationship he had with Andy Reid, you know, that was a real tight relationship. And when he had the opportunity there a few years later, uh, four or five years later, to bring him in as an administrative assistant with the Eagles, it was a no-brainer. And you kind of knew that was coming. If you if you knew him, because you know he talked to Andy Reid, and they had a they had a good relationship, and and rightly so. I mean, you know, Andy had coached him, and and uh, you know he knew Doug's abilities and his his ability to learn the game. You've seen it before, whether or not you're a good or a great uh, athlete. Trying to make that transition to coaching sometimes can be difficult. What makes Doug so good as a coach? Well, you know, I think when you when you look back at uh, at his career, you know, he had to come in, and it, it's just kind of ironic when you look back. It's easy to look back at it and see that now, but there he was, he, his first year in college, and that's really the only history I know. I know he had a great high school career, but you look at uh, his very first year coming in under Pat Collins, first year we win the 
national championship in 1987, and he's you know getting to see all that over there with a headset on, helping with signals, charting plays, doing all that type. That's a pretty good resume right there, just for your first year in college. And so, and then we went on to have you know won a conference championship there. We won three conference championships, I think, later. Uh, but Doug's last year was 90, so he got to see some success and learn some different systems, and and I think it was just a great resume. And as I alluded to earlier. Uh, to be backing up people like Brett Favre and Dan Marino with the Dolphins and the uh, Packers, uh, you know that's a you get to see a lot of football, and so I think he's got and and Doug was always a cerebral guy and a very patient guy. He's a humble man, but he's he was a very patient guy. So he's one of those that could really take that and learn from it. And he grew as a as a uh, a football guy. You know his knowledge just did nothing but grow. I mean, just to see the just to be in front of all that information and all those qualified coaches that he got to uh, play under. ULM Hall of Famer uh, Tag Rome joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Highlight and visiting uh, about his buddy uh, Doug Peterson. Tag, you look at this, and we see the videos, and we certainly know how Philadelphia fans are. Doug seems like the complete opposite. I guess it's safe to say that he has the temperament to kind of handle situations uh, as they arise. I, I think so, and, and like I said, Doug had a certain calmness about him. Uh, of course, we, you know, I can remember coaching him there when Dave Roberts was the head coach. I mean, uh, you know, Dave would get after him pretty good bit, and he just he he didn't. He, he was one of those guys that just wanted answers, you know. And he it, when you when you look back at him, because you know, uh, it could get heated. It's a heated game, so I think he's the perfect guy to handle different situations. But I think he's seen it all. When you consider, you know, playing college ball, coaching all the way from high school and the pros, I think you've seen about every setting you can you can possibly see. All right, Tag, look into your crystal ball. Does uh, Doug Peterson win a world championship with the Eagles this week? Next Man, week. I tell you what, I, I've got to believe that fate's on his side. Uh, I really do, and I, and it's what what is amazing the adversity they faced and turned it into a positive with Nick Foles coming in after Wentz goes down is pretty amazing to me. Of course, they've sputtered at times, but they didn't look like it last week in a uh, championship. So uh, I'm going to have to go with the Eagles. And finally, Tag, you do some uh, sideline uh, reporting for the Warhawks. What has been your biggest takeaway from uh, Matt Viator and his staff in a relatively short period of time for that program? Well, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about those guys over there. Uh, I, think they're, I think they're doing a wonderful job. And being a part of this year, comparing it to his first year, I, I wish, selfishly, that that thing would have ended up from a numerical standpoint or a record standpoint, 6-6, six and 8-4, six, and because I think we very well could have done that. We just were decimated with injuries, and nobody likes excuses. I understand that. But I think they are right on time, and I feel that uh, this is going to be the year because they're building it. They're building a, a roster. Uh, they've already built the culture, and that's the biggest thing is the culture, getting everyone understanding what this is all about and the sacrifices that need to be made to, to be a championship-caliber team. And I just wish they'd get, gotten a little more credit for their efforts. Uh, and that's no one's fault. It's just That's just the way things are. Because, you know, if you look at every single ball game this year, we were in and had a chance to win. And I just think we had some depletions over on that defensive side that really hurt us. Uh, from injury, but again, that's part of the game. Tag, appreciate the time. Some great insight and some stories on uh, Doug Peterson. Thank you, bud. 
Okay, man. Y'all have a great day. Take care. You too. Thank you. Tag Rome, uh, ULM's all-time leading uh, receiver, 117 catches, 1,763 yards, and uh, 10 touchdowns. <coughs> he had a season record of uh, 40 catches back in uh, 1982. He was a walk-on and, of course, uh, then had a stint later on with the uh, San Diego Chargers. Speaking of the Super Bowl, I want to get to some of these prop bets that dropped yesterday. Maybe in the next segment we can visit some of these crazy prop bets. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had the chance to uh, participate in betting on some of these prop bets, but they are ridiculous. Sounds good. 888-993-7762. Keep the text coming. We've got a couple others that people would like to, <laughs> excuse me, would like to see in the XFL. The Morning Drive is back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. New year, new you. Let Pata's Barbecue help with eating healthy. Our meats are smoked, and we have low-carb sides. Beef, turkey, chicken, ribs, and pulled pork, all slow-cooked and full of flavor. Eat healthy at a low price. Try one of our lunch specials, chicken and sausage with two sides for $6.99, or get a fourth of a chicken and two sides for $4.99. So come on in to Pata's. Drive through or use a waiter out for delivery. Two locations, 165 North in Monroe or Splane Drive next to Walgreens in West Monroe. Pata's Barbecue, serving the South's best barbecue since 1977. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. All right, with the XFL starting back up in uh, two years, looking to, for your uh, feedback on who you'd like to see in the league that returns. Uh, Aaron says, Todd McShay, since he knows so much. Mm. Uh, throwing a lot of shade. And then uh, from Aaron, uh, also maybe less miles so he can get a coaching job. Would love to see less miles in the XFL. Would love to see that. Uh, mic'd up throughout the game. Yes. Mm. Perfect. Uh, Richie, throwing more love. Oh, man. Danny Utley. <laughs> you want to get eyes on your product? Put Danny Utley in the <laughs> XFL. And Tommy says Adam Pac-Man Jones. Yeah. That's another good one. He's going to need his paycheck. He is. He'll continue to need it for the rest of his life. The Ooh. way he goes through money. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, you think he'll pass the the criminal test from Vincent Man? <laughs> yes. That that might be a. Uh, He's gonna have to soften his stance on that part of it. He definitely will. Yeah. Yes. I I have a feeling he'll change uh, a lot of this. All right. Next week we'll really start diving into this matchup in the Super Bowl. Uh, but uh, you can always start looking ahead on how perhaps you want to put down a, a dime or two, little wagering, and we always love prop bets. Oh, so fun. Yeah. So. Uh, 
on this date, literally, what, back in uh, 86, and they talk about prop bets, and this is really when it took off. There was a prop bet on the fridge scoring a touchdown. Mm. He did. He got his touchdown. Walter Payton did not. And that kind of ignited more of these prop bets throughout the years. Well, it, it's gotten to the point where you, you have like 400 prop bets that you can bet on, including how long the national anthem will be. I always take the over. You take the over. Yes. Okay. So it's set at two minutes this year with the over going as a minus 150 favorite and under being plus 110. The thing is, the last 12 national anthems at the Super Bowl have been an average of a minute and 58 seconds. So maybe you should take the under. Ah. I don't know. That's research right there. Yes. Yes. That's doing your homework. You want to make some money, right? Um, I just figured it'd be the over because this is your one opportunity to shine. You got when else are you gonna have this many eyeballs on you? I would drag it out as long as possible, but per, perhaps nerves take over yeah, at some point and just through rush through it. Yeah. Well, here's another thing: forgetting a word, right? I mean, that happens a lot. Uh, so the peak is a minus 500 favorite to not forget or omit one word during the national anthem. That'd be another fun. So Pink's one. doing it. Pink is doing it. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is a good one here. You can bet on the total number of gold medals won by the USA in the 2018 Winter Olympics versus the total first quarter points by both the Patriots and the Eagles. Ah. The gold medals are minus uh, minus half a point. Now that's when you got to start doing some research. Yeah, really. Then start. you got to start breaking down the Olympics. Exactly. I love it when they do these crossover things. Oh, I got a couple stuff. more for you. So, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights total Stanley Cup playoff wins versus the Eagles and Patriots touchdowns. Now their 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 playoff wins is minus half a point. I understand. I don't follow hockey. I understand my my. Best friend is a huge hockey fan, and he's actually in Vegas now. Went to a hockey game last night. Um, I understand that the, the Knights are having a heck of a season, which is really surprising. You know, you don't usually see a new franchise automatically have uh, this much success. But uh, anyway, that because of the success they're having, I might be hesitant to, to bet on this one. Is it the number of goals or the number, number of wins? Number of touchdowns. Number of wins versus number of touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> That's trying to get that local money in Vegas. It is, yeah. it is. Uh, and, and lastly, this was this was one that I really liked. LeBron James points on February 3rd against the Rockets versus Foles total pass attempts, which is minus six and a half. Mm. How many times will Foles throw it? Will he throw it more than Tom Brady? You can make the uh, argument that they're going to fall yeah. behind, and of course he will have to start chunking it around. Yeah, plus they like to throw it a lot anyway. And yeah, that's a false game. So, I don't know. I think that's uh, – I would probably go with LeBron's points just because any time he can go off and with the way the Cavs are playing, it seems like he has to carry the load a little bit more. So, I might would go with LeBron's. Uh, Good prop reps. We need, we need more of those uh, next week. We'll have to come up with some as the teller will rejoin us uh, next Friday. Yes. Uh, also, wanted to mention last year a record $138 million dollars was bet on the Super Bowl across Nevada sports books. Mm. It's a lot of ch- lot of change. Yes. 
Nice. Uh, with the game, uh, it does seem like it's now just inching uh, closer. Did listen to a portion of uh, Doug Peterson's uh, press conference yesterday. I did find it interesting. A lot of the questions were directed about the Patriots and New England and, of course, them going after another championship. And he really tried to deflect that talk, and he really just basically said, hey, man, it's got to be more about us and not them. i got to concentrate on what we're doing and, and not so many words just saying, hey, let's not pile a bunch of praise on them. It's not time to start uh, scheduling that championship parade just yet for New England. Sure, I mean, that's the mentality you have to have. Yeah. But, and, 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 I mean, he, you have to know coming in that the story revolving the Super Bowl will be all about the Patriots mm-hmm. because of the success they've had. And because, I mean, they have become the franchise of the NFL. And if Tom Brady wins another, I mean, he's already considered as the greatest of all time. I don't know what else he has to prove. But if he wins another, I mean, this just continues to add to his legacy, his ever-growing legacy. Mm. Back to Tag Rome uh, discussing uh, Doug Peterson. There's a lot of fascinating aspects about that interview. When he was talking about Calvary and them in the search for a coach and then that selection committee, you know, they could see his resume and what he'd done in the league. And, I mean, it's not gaudy statistically. The guys he was behind, he held a clipboard for, what, 10, 11 years. But a lot of them, Tag said, he just had to basically tell them who Doug was. Hmm. And the fact that they landed Doug on that campus and what he did with that program uh, pretty cool, and literally, we're talking about uh, something that took place just a decade ago. Yeah, that's the timeline of it. Just ten years. I mean, coaches. I have friends that are coaches. They'll tell you, man, it takes forever to get to that stage to be the head coach of an NFL organization and to be in the Super Bowl. And ten years ago, you were at that place. I mean, come on, that's that's incredible. Uh, here's his timeline. From a, he retired from the uh, Packers in 2004. Uh, total 12 touchdowns in his career, 19 interceptions as a player, a career that started with uh, Miami Dolphins back in 1991. So after retiring from the Packers in 04, became the head coach at Calvary, was there from uh, 05 to 08. Then uh, Andy Reid makes that call, says, hey, come up to Philadelphia, be the offensive quality control coordinator. <laughs> Fancy title. Yeah. Uh, he did that from 2009-2010. Uh, then he was the quarterback's coach from 11 to 12. And then Andy Reid left for Kansas City. He brings him to be there as his offensive coordinator. But the time when that happened, Reid basically said, I'm still going to call the offensive play. So you're wondering how much responsibilities and what would his job title detail if you're Doug Peterson. Right. So he's there from 2013 to 2015. That job opening comes in Philadelphia, he puts his name in the hat. Next thing you know, Doug Peterson lands the job. I, I am shocked. I'm still shocked that he got that job, right? <laughs> w- with that resume, I am shocked because, like you said, he, yes, he's the offensive coordinator with Andy Reid at Kansas City, but Andy Reid still called the plays. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine how the Eagle, how Eagles fans must have reacted to that. Um, I, I don't really remember how they did, to be honest with you. But I don't think they probably handled it well. Yeah, just knowing how Philadelphia fans are in general, uh, probably not. But and then you go back to too. to him when he was a player for the Eagles uh, back in 1999. He had signed a three-year, 4.5 million dollar contract with the Eagles to become their starting quarterback under Reed, and then they go and draft Donovan McNabb. Yeah, the second overall pick. Yeah, but 
so, I mean, they had good reason to doubt that. I mean, I, I, I'm just thinking about like here, like, like LSU fans, if they were to got get somebody with that type of resume as their head coach, how would they react? Yeah. And this is Philadelphia we're talking about. So, and this is the other thing, Eagle fans don't forget that year when he did get the start when Donovan McNabb was uh-huh. the, you know, the the young guy coming up. The Eagles were two and seven as Peterson as the quarterback. He had just six touchdowns and had nine interceptions. Yeah, and then of course McNabb went on to have yeah. a, a really good career. Um, but yeah, it, it's a, it's quite a success story to yeah. see him in the Super Bowl. It's it's really really cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, we'll have more of his uh, buddies and people that he's come across in Northeast Louisiana on the show next week. All right, well, I want to ask you one more XFL thing before we hit the break. We've we've mentioned these names. We've we've talked about who we would be interested in seeing. Who? What player would make you pay attention to the XFL? Like what? Or, or you can give me a. I know how you are. You don't like to just give one name or one one certain. I, I am intrigued by Johnny Menzel, I will say. Him more than Thibaut? Uh, probably about equal. But in, I th- in I, the I, biggest imprint and the biggest impression that you can make would be Tim Tebow. I, well, see, I, I agree with that, but I'm way more intrigued with Johnny Menzel. I want to see him play football. I want to see if he has any flashes of his old self. You know, if he can get his act correct and, and act together. Maybe if he goes to the XFL and he actually performs well and, you know, stays clean, that could open the door up for maybe an NFL comeback. And that's ultimately what I want to see. And the the one thing we keep forgetting, we're talking about another two years down the road, we're talking about adding two more years of rust on Tebow and Manziel. Yes, yes, that is a big factor. Who, which, uh... If this actually becomes a thing, too, something I want to watch watch for is who would uh, declare for the XFL draft over the NFL draft, right? Like who would who would be brave enough to, to try and do that? The other thing I, I took away from his press conference where he said these players wouldn't be paid like an NFL where they're paid on a weekly basis through the year and then that's it. They would be paid throughout the year, and it would kind of be a full-time job where they're more connected to each community. So does that mean more media obligations? You would hope. Yeah. You would hope, but yeah. they wouldn't hope. <laughs> There's a difference there, my friend. 888-993-7762. Let's talk a little uh, high school basketball. We look forward to a big weekend, and there is just a mammoth game down Ooh. south on So Saturday. good. Yeah. Give us the number nine team in the country, Riverside. Versus. Raven. Unbeaten on the year. Will they go unbeaten? The Hornets head coach, Damon West, joins us after the break. Plus, you'll hear from one of the 50 greatest NBA players of all time in the next segment. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We 
treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, let's talk a little about high school hoops. we got just a huge ball game. Some could actually call it the game of the year during the regular season. Ravel, unbeaten on the year. Hornets going down south to play in the Howard Davis Hall of Fame Classic. They have been scheduled and slated to play against Riverside. Riverside, some publications have them ranked as the ninth team in the country. Wow. Ravel head coach Damon West joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. Coach, how are you doing this morning, bud? Hey, good morning, good morning. Uh, how does this come about, uh, an opportunity to play in the Howard Davis Hall of Fame Classic, and then they tell you who you're going to square off against? Well, Coach Dan from uh, Scotlandville called me earlier in the year, and they, uh, they were having their, their own Hall of Fame game. They usually play in the one, the big one at Southern, which was here last week, but they were having their own this year at Scotlandville High School, and they called and, and asked us about playing, and we knew in the district we had an open date in there and, and, and um, around this time, so we, we definitely want to be involved in it. All right, Riverside, ninth team, ranked team in the country. Uh, do they look like it? <clears throat> I, you know, I would say no uh, for one simple reason. When you get outside of Louisiana, you know, the, the kids that we have at 6'2 and 6'3 playing 12 guard, uh, other places have them at 6'5 and 6'6. And their college kid may be 6'4, 6'3. Uh, but they have a, a, a really good player in, in Gerard Butler, uh, who signed with Alabama already. They are committed, but he, he's definitely a, a big-time player. But other, and he's about 6'3", but other than that, it's kind of hard to believe that, you know, ranked that high and not counting, you know, some of these other teams in Florida, New York, and I don't know. I don't think they, you know. Uh, I should be right that high, but they're good. They're real good. They, they definitely can play. Damon, I'll do you a favor. I won't send that down south and let that get out, all right? <laughs> 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 how much fun have you had with this team? I mean, uh, what are you guys now? Uh, how many wins? Uh, 25. 25 and a It's just a great group, man. They, they, you know, when you find kids that love the game, as well as, as you do as a coach, it, it, it's gratifying. I mean, they they want to practice. We, we were in practice yesterday. You know, it's time to go, and they four more minutes. You know, you you, you see kids that, that really love the game and want to stay in the gym, just really complete a complete team full of gym rats. That that's that's what you look forward to. It makes the, your job a lot easier. 
Coach, you said uh, you don't look at Riverside and think they are the, the ninth best team in the country. But when you look at them and you stack them up against your squad, how do you believe they stack up against your Ravel Hornets? You know, the game had no plays, so it's hard to say. But I, I'm going to tell you, I, I watched them on numerous film. And, and uh, like I said, they allowed Butler a whole lot. I think that, you know, when you're playing well <clears throat> as a whole, I think we're a better, uh, uh, more complete squad than they are. Uh, like I said, we hadn't played the game yet, so that, re- that remains to be seen. <clears throat> but I really think we use each player uh, better than, than they do. They don't, they don't use everybody, I don't think, as well as we do. Damon, good luck down south. We appreciate it. I look forward to seeing the highlights of this game versus you guys versus Riverside. Thanks for the time, bud. Okay, thanks a lot. Sorry for the audio quality there. I can assure you this, that uh, the game will be better than the audio, audio quality of that in his phone. But I will say this, the biggest takeaway, you don't hear that very often. Dude, I'm cut. so disappointed there was static there because that was a great interview. He was being honest. You rarely get that. He straight up looked at Riverside and said, no, don't think they're the ninth best team in the country. And then I could barely understand what he was saying after the question I just asked, but it kind of sounded like he liked his – his guy's better than the Riverside, yeah. so, man, very disappointed that we had static. Uh, this will be played down at uh, Scotlandville High School. It's the first game, Riverside versus Ravel, and then followed up with uh, Scotlandville versus uh, Trinity Christian. Pretty good slate of ball games. If you're curious, uh, the Hornets versus Riverside, that tips at 5 o'clock, the first of two magnificent ball games. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Malik Wilson is certainly the real deal, getting uh, plenty of looks, including from some local schools. And Will Wade has made his way up here from LSE. He's taking a look at him. He's only a junior. That's the thing about this Ravel team. Uh, they're going to be around for a, a while. Uh, Coach West is getting a lot of different teams and, and, and you know tournaments kind of calling him and national tournaments trying to line them up and trying to get him to play next year. I, I posted uh, some video of – of Ravel, some of some of the kids like you know how they love to, to dunk before games and kind of show off their skills. And I had some Vidalia buddies, uh, you know, message me and say, uh, Vidalia back in the day would have whooped them, you know, when Vidalia won the state championship. I said, fellas, uh, I'd pump the brakes there. This team is for real, and they are as deep as they are talented. So I, I think a win against Riverside this Saturday would definitely put them on the map nationally, and uh, hopefully we, we get to see that happen. All right, the young fellow over here, I try to give him a little bit of a history lesson every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it all week, something that took place, an anniversary uh, over the weekend, the fact that the game of the century between uh, Houston and UCLA way back in uh, January of 1968. Last weekend, they honored several of the Houston Cougars with a presentation at halftime, and, of course, it featured Ravel's very own Elvin Hayes, one of the greatest 50 players of all time. The reason why this game was so big, it was the first nationally primetime game televised. And then you throw in the fact that it was in in the Astrodome, over 50,000 people there to watch this showdown. You look at some of the footage and you look at the pictures. uh, I felt sorry for those 50,000, though. You want to talk about some horrible sight lines to see a basketball game. (laughs) You think it's bad now to watch a Final Four game? Just think 50 years ago what it was like. Mm. Very difficult. Uh, the thing is, the Bruins arrived in Houston riding a 47-game uh, winning streak. It has spanned over two and a half seasons. 
Alvin Hayes versus uh, Leo Cinder. It was Alvin Hayes's, the Rabel kid's, opportunity to shine on the national spotlight. He did not disappoint. He had a huge ball game. I think he ended up with uh, 39 points and uh, double figures in rebounds. Well, anyway, uh, last year, a couple of years ago, we had an opportunity to have the Hall of Famer, Elvin Hayes, on the radio show, and we asked him about this game and also about his humble beginnings back in Rabel. Remember, we played them in Louisville the year before, and Coach Guy Lewis, we felt we should have beat them. We had Theodis Lee, a player from Monroe, from Carroll, and we had Don Chaney, a player from Baton Rouge. We had a lot of Louisiana guys on that team, and we felt we should have beat them. And and I remember after the game, Coach came in the locker room and said, we were all down, and Coach said, hey, how would you guys like to play these guys next year? And we said, yeah, we, we would love an opportunity, but we think in, in the NC2A tournament. But he said, no, in Houston. And we said, in Houston? Yeah, in the Astrodome. We said, in the Astrodome? And I think that game, you had really two titans. You had an All-American college player of the year, one of the greatest players to ever come out of high school basketball, and one of the greatest players they were saying ever played in college, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Louis Sunday at the time. And you had me, an All-American from the University of Houston, and we both came into that game undefeated. We were undefeated. They were undefeated. And they came down. You, I got to know the guys. Uh, Lou and I became, we were friends. But after that game, Kareem, we weren't that much friends. And, but that game did more for basketball. I always said that I think because we have three professional teams now in Houston, all, in, in Houston Dallas, and San Antonio, and Texas was a football state. And now, you know, all three of those teams have won NBA championships. And we have teams, a pro team over in Louisiana. And I just think that it's all due to that one game. It showed basketball could be a marketable sport. And that basketball could really be nationally televised. Because that was one of the first games ever nationally televised for basketball. They had regional games but they never had national games. And so I just think that this was really a tremendous event, and Coach Guy Lewis was such a visionary to just to make that happen. Mr. Hayes, tell me a little bit about your introduction to the game. I understand it was kind of a, a weird circumstance. Yeah, it, it really was. I, I remember when I was in the eighth grade, and uh, uh, I was I was being going to the changing classes, and there was Dr. Calvin. He says, he, he says, ask the teacher, he said, where are you taking him? She said, I'm going to put him in another class. He said, no, give him to me. And he said, I'm going to put him on the basketball team. Well, that evening, I could have really ran home and not went over there because I never owned a pair of shoes from the time I was born until I was in the, really, until the eighth grade. Until I went into the men's bathroom that evening and got two left-footed tennis shoes and taped them on my feet, and that's what I began to play in. And... uh I always look at it like when I walked out of that bathroom, everybody was laughing at me, but they didn't realize they were laughing at one of the 50 greatest players in NBA history. They didn't realize they were laughing at a Hall of Fame basketball player. They didn't realize they were laughing at, you know, a legend in basketball. So, you know, sometimes when you take it a step, you don't, understand, you don't realize at that time how many people are stepping with you. And so, for me, 
that's how my basketball career uh, began. And I and it was really wild because in the eighth grade I never played, in the ninth grade I never played, in the tenth grade I played only 15 seconds. And that mm-hmm. summer I said I wanted to be one of the greatest basketball players to ever live. And I began to work eight hours a day. And I tell you, it, it really paid off for me. Mm-hmm. Well, Elvin Hayes, one of the greatest of all time. Listen, if if you know if if somebody makes fun of you for not having something, something that wasn't given to you, and <clears throat> that you cherish something like two, uh, you know, left shoes, um, I, I think you deserve to have a chip on your shoulder, right? I mean, that's that's it's that chip on your shoulder that that uh, helps you work those those nine-hour days, and uh, that's that's a very good interview. Good stuff there. I brought it up just because of the fact that just 50 years uh, this or last week, uh, the game of the century between UCLA and Houston. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, our parting shots plus Joey Trappe joins us for his weekly visit. The Morning Drive on the all-new Sports Talk 97.7 is back at this. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. When things come out of left field, having a game plan can help make a difference. Farmers Insurance has been providing practical insurance knowledge for more than 89 years. Talk to an experienced farmers insurance agent today and find out about insurance options so you can get the coverage you want. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find simple, practical insurance knowledge at Farmers.com. That's Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Dating can be fun, but when you're ready for a real relationship this year, you're ready for Match. Have you given Match a try yet? Now try Match for seven days free. That's right, free for seven days. New people, new ways to connect. The Match community is filled with singles ready for a real relationship. For a special free offer for my listeners, go to Match.com slash Doug. For seven days to search, view photos, and connect free. Only at Match.com slash Doug. That's Match.com slash Doug. Match.com slash Doug. Good morning. Here's latest weather conditions for our area. Mostly sunny sky with warm temperatures today and a high of 62 degrees. Increasing cloudiness with a 50% chance of rain on tonight with a low of 54. Look for cloudy skies with a 60% chance of rain on tomorrow and a high of 62 degrees. Local sports talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. So, Jake, you want me to pay up uh, my bets from last year. You go to traps and you don't even tell me. Uh, yeah, I was with my wife. Uh, did you leave the tab with uh, Joey to say, hey, Aaron can pick it up later on? I thought about it, but, you know, I should have done that. And 
disrespect. Yes. And Joey would have said, nah, I know that guy's uh, <laughs> background. <laughs> He's not good for That's it. right. <laughs> Joey Pepe joins us on the uh, Stuart Shelley State Farm Hotline. How you doing this morning, bud? Good morning, guys. What's up? Uh, a lot. Uh, we, we've been discussing a lot of different things this week, one of them being uh, just Doug Peterson having a, a hometown guy playing for a Super Bowl and basically in the running to be coach of the year in the NFL. What's it like? I know you've talked to him numerous times to see him have the success that he's having. Well, man, I think it's really cool, you know, uh, just to see someone that you know um, on that stage. You know, uh, I think when he was first hired in Philly, um, there was a lot of disgruntled fans, a lot of people that didn't agree with the hire. Uh, but, you know, Doug's a, a class act. I think he's, uh, you know, proven himself and he's taken a group of guys that, you know, just wanted to win and, and made it happen over there. So it was, it was cool to kind of see Terry Bradshaw and, and Doug, yeah. you know, attacking ULM guy up on that stage, uh, talking about moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, you got a number of jerseys in the the field house, man. That'd be a nice addition. Uh, Doug Peterson, maybe a Philadelphia yeah. Eagles jersey up there. Yeah, Just I saying. think I'm about to talk to Josh, his son, and, <laughs> and make that happen. Uh, we don't have the Super Bowl this week, of course. Uh, next week, we do have the Pro Bowl and other things. And college hoops continues to roll along. What you got going on at the field house? Man, yeah, uh, you know we got basketball just about all day uh, tomorrow. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, that time of year, ULM's back in town. ULM's got a home game, and it's just, uh, you know, should be a, a pretty busy weekend for us. Uh, traps, you know, is kind of warming up a little bit. People getting out on the patio. Um, seafood nachos are rolling. Uh, crawfish City, we've got uh, plenty of crawfish there. we got a um, 10-pound special, $65.99 there, which is uh, really popular right now just because it's cold weather held that price up a little high. We were cutting a break on that 10-pound price. And then uh, Portico, you know, we just got the uh, the TVs rolling and the bar atmosphere going. And it's just, uh, you know, a fun time in the restaurant business right now. And it's just, um, you know, a time to, to get out and move because we've been cold and cooped up for so long. Joey, uh, crawfish, uh, are they starting to come back? And yeah. from talking to the guys down south, when can we see, uh, you know, even better quality perhaps coming yeah i tell you what as this weather warms up um we've noticed the size uh get bigger already uh this week just from last week so um you know it's all about the temperature uh really below alexandria uh not really about what we have necessarily up here but um the size is improving and um you know the one compliment we always get is our crawfish feel real easy so um not saying we like small crawfish but um, even if they are on the smaller side you still be able to peel them good it still uh, presents a pleasant uh, <laughs> you know dining experience I guess is a good way to put it but um, the crawfish it tastes good and they're uh, you know they're they're pretty good size for right now so if you, you're in the mood for crawfish crawfish city is definitely the place to be uh, we got you know approved TVs over there and if you hadn't made it by we uh, we've really improved the overall appearance of the restaurant so uh make your way there this weekend if you're in the mood for some bugs uh joey i got one hard-hitting question it's a question that you've probably <laughs> been asked uh, numerous times obviously you're very successful in the restaurant business right now and we try to support as much local as possible 
we see a number of places that closed down that were local. Somebody comes to you and says, hey, what is the blueprint or what, you don't have to give your secret, but what is the key no. to keeping a local business restaurant open in this area? Man, I think first off, you've got to embrace the community. And I think that's something um, I try to do a lot and, and, you know, just support the groups and, the um, you know, the local sponsorships that are out there. Um, I think that's that's one one main deal. You know, it's, it's got to be a two way street when it comes to that. Um, and secondly, just pride yourself on customer service. I think um, you know that that might be one thing that's kind of lacking, a uh, common denominator when you see some of the places shut down around town. Um, you know, customer service has got to be front and you know center of, of the operation. You know, I'm, I'm a fond believer of bad service ruins good food, and um, you know. Good service can sometimes help food that might have had a little hiccup. So um, I think if, if you're a restaurant owner out there or looking to get in the restaurant business and you don't have customer service on the front, you know, front of the line, I think that's where you're probably messing up. But, you know, fortunately at Fieldhouse Traps, Portico, and Crawfish City, we've done a great job of hiring. And, um, you know, we, we just have a, a good group of people representing us out front. Joey, keep hitting it out of the ballpark. Appreciate the time, bud. We'll see you this weekend. Appreciate it, Aaron. Joey Trappe. And that is the one thing that can ruin it, a restaurant more than anything else, is just the service. And how many times do you see it when you get a waiter or a server that you know that, you know, they're not, their heart's not into it. And they're, quite frankly, and I know a lot of it is just, it's not their profession. It's not their love. You go to another restaurant and you can certainly tell they're all in. Sure. Yeah, all the time. Let's get to our party shots. Look here. Look here, Blondie. God, I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. And you and Nick up there at your little Punch and Judy show, y'all kind of made fun of it and went on to the next subject. I don't know why we can't understand that. And y'all treat me like garbage, man. Well, I don't really care to answer the critic. Y- y'all trumped up all over me. Wrong. That is absolute wrong. I'm a crowd pleaser. That's what I do. I try to play with my crowd. And I don't really care about that. It's the end of the conversation. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Jake, I don't know if you were going here or not, but you just showed me a text. It looks like Clay Travis is trolling again. Does he have some news? Uh, I was I was not, but he posted that Jamel Hill is done with the 6 o'clock Sports Center oh. um, due to ratings. Now, this is all according to Clay Travis. I have not looked mm. into this, mm. but, uh, of course, he's taking credit for it, too. It's not my cup of tea, uh, the new Sports Center with no. Jamel Hill. But I hate to see anybody lose their job. Yeah. Uh, along the same lines, I want to say one thing, and this also came up and pointed out on Awful Announcing, and this is where the, the line ESPN, they, it gets blurred. So you got Screaming A, and of course I pile on to him as much as I can, sure. as often as possible. Uh, you know, he's on first take, and he's hooting and hollering about the topics of the day and other things that he wants to put out there. Uh, he's debating, of course, the Cavs and their future, and he throws out there that uh, Dan Gilbert could be selling the franchise. And he just puts it out there, no basis, no merit. And you say why no merit and there's no basis to it because then you look and how it's followed up. So nobody on ESPN uh, starts tweeting it out or there's a bottom line about it because that would be a huge story. Right. So where does he become – he used to be a journalist, allegedly – yeah, it's different if, if Brian Windhorst or, or somebody like that would have, or if you would have got a Woj, Woj yeah, bomb, yeah. 
uh, if one of them would have would have said something like this, then everybody would have been all over it, and it would have been a taken as okay. There's serious talks that they're that he's looking to sell. But in the past, he's he's broken stories about the NBA and things. How how recently though? How recently? Well, I don't I don't pay attention to that. Well, I don't really either. But I just know. Um, I remember back in the day he would have these little scuffles with Kevin Durant, yeah. and I'm just like, why are you getting involved? Like, why are you becoming part of the story? Uh, well, he wanted to be part of the story because right. it's all about his brand. Sure. I just thought it was fascinating because uh, they, there's no separation now between guys that are on the air offering opinion. And then guys that are on you the don't air know offering facts. Exactly. You don't know what to believe. Yeah. And that's why guys like Adam Schefter are so valuable. Adam Schefter never gives you his opinion. Yeah. He's always talking about. Well, unless he's on Levitar and they're asking NBA questions. <laughs> yeah. And then I think that's supposed to be fun. Right. Right. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, he's just giving you facts yeah. about the NFL. Uh, this is where I wanted to go with my parting shot today. <laughs> we talked Earlier in this week, after LSU beat Texas A&M, we were talking about how they could possibly be a tournament team, how one site had them as in the first four out. Hustle metriot. Metri- Whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm still, I'm still hung up on that. Yeah. Anyway, it's <laughs> a good name. Anyway, uh, LSU just got a commitment while we were doing the show. From Emmett Williams, a five-star power forward from Florida for next year's class. They already signed three guys. And Naz Reed, who's another five-star forward. Javante Smart, who is a four-star guard, who, by the way, dropped a 50-10-10 line earlier this week. Um, And Darius Days, who is a four-star forward uh, from Florida. Will Wade must be an incredible recruiter. He is. He is. He is an incredible recruiter. And... Now you think about these four guys, assuming that Williams stays committed and, and eventually signs, these four guys plus Tremont Waters, and then, you know, most of your starters this year become reserve players. Aaron, I'm thinking, you know, Elite Eight next year. It's, oh. it's I mean, <laughs> it's like, look, already if – I think if Will Wade gets to the tournament this year – He's worthy of getting coach of the year, right? I mean, you think about LSU was historically bad last year, historically bad, at just two SEC wins. But to take that team to the tournament, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. There's still a long ways to go. Uh, but the fact that they're on the bubble right now and could possibly be in the tournament, that's, that tells you how good of a coach Wade is. You give him these five stars, whew, mm. plus Tremont Water. You know what that is? That is a revised, that is breaking news right there. Oh, wow. Uh, Jake Martin's revised man crush list uh, coming in at number one uh-huh. out of nowhere. Will Wade has now. Uh, He's topped everyone. He, he has exceeded uh, Tony Romo. I think Romo's at number How, two. Romo's your man crush. What uh, are you Matt about? Canada, of course, has taken a fall in his uh, man crush <laughs> list. Uh, you may remember last year, Matt Canada was the next Bill Walsh. Where's Lane Kiffin? This list is, oh, I forget. This Lane, list is not valid. Oh. Got to revise it again. Uh, yes, uh, Lane Kiffin at the top of the list. Will Wade at second. Matt Canada is on there. Conor McGregor somewhere also. Conor McGregor has been slipping. Ed Orgeron has taken some hits, but I think he still cracks the top five. Jake's man crush list. Not bad. Not a bad list. <laughs> Not a bad list at all. Will Wade, number one. Will Wade to the top. Till they lose by 25 to Auburn this weekend. He'll, he'll slip. It's, a, it's an ever-moving list. Yes. 
We're always in a state of rotation. It's horrible that I forgot Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I couldn't believe you forgot Lane. Uh, we had fun this week. Let's try to do it again next week. We'll do our best. Good job on the board this week, uh, John Tabor. We'll yell at everybody bright and early Monday morning at 7 a.m. Have a memorable weekend. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.